Joined by friend of the show, Sam Holt. Sam, what's up, man? Not much. It's been a minute. How are yeah. things down your way? Things are good. Just getting through the winter and into the new year. And we got some shows coming up. So I yeah. said, how can I promote these shows? And, and I, I mean, said, that's... my buddy Harvey will probably have me back. Yeah, anytime. So. I see we have a friend uh, at hanging out behind you who's yes, that this is this is waylon okay he's he's my manager and he insists yeah. on being in every interview does he get a little royalty like the, it's a little cut of everything yeah he gets wet food every night <laughs> so he works for wet food which is no problem and snuggles he's yeah. like the greatest cat ever he uh nice he is all about snuggling so man mm. we got lucky we got him and his and his brother mm. and yeah, he's around here somewhere. Rainbow is his brother. So you guys had a good good holiday season, New Year's. I, I'm sure you were at, in Nashville for the Panic Shows, or were you I was at, at home, MSG man. for Fish? Or No, I was at home. Um, we just kicked it, watched yeah. the Georgia Oh, man, that was wild. Route. Oh um, no, that was the. I'm sorry, that was that the last was... second, like uh, Shankaroo yes. on the Ohio State kicker. Yes, that was oh man, I f- that was intense, dude. That, and that literally hit like right as the clock turned midnight. I know. So did you got did the whole family make it to midnight in your house? Um, Hayden did. Our daughter, uh-huh. she's eight. Yeah. She made it no problem. Yeah. And then Andrea, my wife, and I fell asleep, but we woke up right before midnight. <laughs> yeah. So we were we were similar. We you know we kind of built it up. We were going to try to do it this year. The boys are getting older, and about eleven o'clock, the youngest one—he's now seven and a half—and okay. he's like, and he's always the one that's like, "I'm ready for, I'm ready for bed." Like he, oh, he will, man. he will check out of a raging party because he's like, "Yeah, I'm done." So he was at like eleven. He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to sleep." And it's like, "Okay." And then yeah. Rachel was like, "That sounds like a good idea," and so I was like, "All right, well, Quincy and I will stay up." And so we, we hung out and watched the watch the ball drop and I had the had the, the football game on my phone because he wanted to watch Times Square on sure. the big screen. So sure. it was cool watching both of those things at the same time. Yeah. But uh well that's good. Good New Year's. And then you had a show down in Atlanta that was was that after New Year's or before, was that in December? It was in December, yeah. Okay. I played with JoJo. Um yeah. I yeah, it was great. It was at the city winery in Atlanta. He he called me up and wanted me to play uh, i did like my own little set about a 30 minute set and then he did his thing and then we played three or four songs together at the end i think three songs nice had you been to the city winery before yeah i'd actually uh done that same gig with him oh nice it was last probably two years maybe even three years ago now pre-pandemic i would think okay yeah um and how did so you know like a little behind the curtains what did you got when did you all talk about what you would do together? Was it that night? No, we emailed a little bit. Um, 
te- maybe texted. I know we emailed some, mm-hmm. and I had some suggestions, and none of them were sandbox. And that's what he was like. Can we play sandbox? Mm. He's like, I was like, yeah, of course. So I didn't even think about that as as for me and him, but we played that, and it was cool. Um, we sang it. Was, I really thought we pulled it off well. The singing was really like we harmonized through the whole thing. We sang almost the whole thing together, nice. and, and we ran through it a few times in sound check, and then back in the green green room there, they have a, a stand up piano. So hmm. we kind of got to keep going over it, and I was a little nervous. Yeah, right. Because we never like nailed it. <laughs> But when we got on stage, we nailed yeah. it. Nice. I thought we nailed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It cool. I mean, you you play that, right? I mean, on you know, I've that's in many, many on, times. That's in your rotation of stuff you do. But but yeah. the band had not played it since yeah. 2002, right? And uh, until two weeks probably. after you played, or yeah, you know. probably 2001. I would yeah. think. Okay. Um, so maybe maybe that was maybe you were the impetus, Sam. I maybe think you... JoJo was probably the impetus, but I, I did so. write the lyrics out for him, so I don't know if he kept okay. them. So maybe he had them in Nashville. That's good. Yeah. Um, what else did you guys do together? We did "Can't Change the Past," which is another song, Mike Hauser song on Sandbox, mm-hmm. and and Blackout. Okay. Which he kind of did a, a rearrangement for his solo stuff, but I got in there and played guitar with him on it. Um. And you did he produce one of the Alformation albums? Yeah, the first one, okay. uh, full length one called okay. Tennessee Before Daylight, and can't change the past. We did a version of that on there, and he plays he plays keys throughout that album, okay. and produced it. Where did you all record that? It was uh, we we tracked it at this place called the Hum Depot, H U M Depot, and in, in a part of Nashville called Berry Hill. Hmm. It's, it was a really cool studio. It was like just live, go for it, you know? And then we did the mixing and some of the overdubs at this place in Franklin called, um, shoot, I can't think of the name of it, but it was, it was completely badass. Hmm. Um, it had like several, it had a studio A and a studio B. It will come to me. Okay. It will come to me. I didn't mean to lead with the hard-hitting questions. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll, it'll come to me. I'll yeah. look it up on my phone if I have to. Okay. Um, so, so it sounds like that was a that was a good night, right? I mean, oh man, you... it was all it was great. It was a yeah. lot of fun and cool to hang out with JoJo and, and yeah. play those songs. Yeah, nice. Play some of my stuff too. Yeah. Um, and so you you had that, and then you just were recently announced and getting ready to get back on the road with with your little band yeah we're doing uh four shows in february 1st through the 4th uh february 1st in tupelo mississippi at the blue canoe which is the first place that my guys now and i ever played together in 2014 um, and that's like a hometown show for our drummer, Jeremy, and our keyboard player, Adam. They, they live in Tupelo and are from Mississippi. And Ross, the bass player, is also from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. That's hometown gig for them and should be fun. It's, just, it's a small place. And I remember having a lot of fun there last time. Cool. Um, and then Chattanooga? 
Uh, and then Thursday night, the second Groundhog's okay. Day is Nashville at third in Lindsley. Okay. And then the Friday, the third is the Barrel House Ballroom in Chattanooga, which is a relatively new venue. My buddy uh, named Mike Monin had a had a restaurant there. He has a few restaurants, but one we used to play at called Clyde's. Hmm. It was more of a you know a bar. You know, you pl- they had a state bringing a stage on the weekends. And we played there a few times. Play out, well, you play outdoors, kind of. We did. We did play outdoors once there, but the rest okay. of the time that we would play inside. But you know, there would be TVs on and people mm. drinking at the bar, whatever. Yeah. But this new place, I think, is strictly music performance spot. oriented. And I'm and I know Monin, he does everything right. So I've, nice. I, I've heard great things. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, Saturday the fourth, uh, Avondale Brewing in Birmingham. You guys, y'all played there the last little run you did, right? We played there in May of last of twenty twenty two. Okay. Yeah. And that was good. was that a good? Yeah, we played outside there, and it was really nice. And had killer production. I think this will be inside, probably, probably more intimate. Okay. Maybe some sweating. That's always good, right? Yeah, you know it, man. Um, I got a good friend of mine is going to go to the Birmingham show and is trying to get uh, me and the wife to come down for that. So, so okay. maybe we'll be able to pull that off. I don't know. I'll let you know. Let me know. Um, so, and this is the same same crew you've been playing with for a little while, right? Yeah, since 2014. Our okay. first gig, like I said, was in Tupelo in, yeah. I think, September of 2014. So it's um, Ross Parker, right, on, on bass? On bass. And Jeremy? Jeremy Ward. Ward on drums. And Adam Grace on keyboards. Okay. And they're um, excellent at what they do. They, uh, It's it's really a, a good fit. And, mm-hmm. you know, they just they just get it. They they learned a bunch of my material. You know, they know the Panic stuff so it, and the Sandbox stuff. So we can we can do a lot of different things in our genre. And I think, I mean, you're, are you billing it as a, as a, a Todd and Mikey tour? It is. It's, mm-hmm. it's the billing is Sam Holt presents remembering Todd or remembering Mikey and Todd. Okay. And we'll play there. Some of their songs and we'll play some of my songs, our mm-hmm. songs that were inspired by them or written for mm-hmm. them and some panic songs and some, some stuff off the sandbox album and, some of Todd's tunes. Yeah. I, I, uh, if you don't follow Sam on Instagram, you need to do that. Cause that's, uh, that's usually the highlight of my Instagram feed because, Oh, great. Um, it's just at know, Sam it's, Holt band. Yeah. It's always great stuff. And I saw, um, I don't know, pretty recently you, you posted, uh, you playing the center stage. Is that the instrumental, right? That's correct. Um, yeah. That was the first instrumental I ever wrote. We wrote that. I had most of that uh, when we started Out Formation. And then I remember our drummer suggesting I change the third part to something else because he was like, in his in the nicest way possible, I remember he's like, I just don't know about that third part. And he was right. I, I, okay. I came up with a different part that's much better so I, nice. kudos to lee schwartz our drummer in outformation for holding my feet to the fire when i would have been happy just saying no this is it it um so when did you write that 2003 i think okay. 
I mean, because it really it, it feels like a like a Michael Hauser instrumental, right? I mean, obviously, it was definitely major inspired by that, right? Yeah, um, I saw Panic every time they played the Center Stage Theater mm-hmm. in Atlanta, which was. That, well, I know I that mean, twelve one eighty nine show is a, is, is a seminal moment in your musical development, right? That, right? that was the second time I saw them. And then I saw them twice there in 90. And then the last time they played there was um, February 8th, 1991. And those were, those just, I mean, I was mm-hmm. young, mm-hmm. very impressionable, trying to figure out my place in the world. And and it just had a huge impact on me. And I think I just named it that because some of that stuff just came through, came out yeah. you know, while thinking about those times. Um. So you're doing the four shows, uh, the spring, or I guess it's the winter, right? Do you guys, are you thinking you'll do some more, uh, you know, what's, do you, Man, I mean, I know y'all just kind of doing it for fun and it's, you know, it is yeah. what it is. It's not, it's not a career path, but, um, it's for fun. It's for fun. And I, I, after the last shows we did in, uh, August for the commemorating like the 20th Mm-hmm. anniversary of michael's passing i mean after those shows man i i'm getting i've been getting a lot of inquiries about us playing nice. and us coming to different parts of the united states and, right. I, and i hope we can do it man it's just we all have other things going on and mm-hmm. i know life's short and I, that's why i wanted to book these shows yeah so we can just get out there and do it but i think we'll do more i think we'll do some in the summer someone from Austin just literally contacted me hmm. and wants to possibly do something after or between the panic shows out there. Nice. So we'll see. We'll see. Cool. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll keep people informed here for sure. I always stuff. like to use this platform. Thank you. <laughs> it's Parker. so it's vast and yeah, and, you know, right. It's our people. Right. It is. Uh, so, um, well, I mean, what else? Anything else going on, like you know, with your stuff? That I, I know we're gonna play some some stuff. Well, we're gonna play a, a track from Barbecue here in a little bit. But um, what else? What else is going on with Sam? Oh uh, man, work, kids, kid, our beautiful mm. daughter Hayden. Mm-hmm. She's getting big. She's will be nine next month. Yeah, she's. Uh, She's a handful. She's awesome. She's got a great voice. I'm hoping she'll. She doesn't want to do it around me usually. Yeah. But if I hear her singing, I'll be like, oh, I'll try not to say anything. So she'll right. just keep doing it. Right, right. Um, I, I, I've been going through a lot of old tapes, hmm. stuff that I've acquired over the last 25 years, and finding some stuff that I forgot about. Yeah. And digitizing it and finding some cool stuff that I, I didn't even know I had like panic wise and mm-hmm. some, like some bands I was in back, back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is which your first panic show, right? Yeah. Seven eighteen ninety three. 93. You, you sent me a picture of that out of the blue. Yeah. And I was like, this is the Holy grail, Sam. I didn't know okay. if you knew that or not, but well, I knew that was your first show and you'd ask yeah. me at one point if I, ever had that yeah. if i ever knew of a tape of that well, i mean i knew it existed because i had it on yeah. analog but i just it was it n- never was around on digital format so so I, and I found out the story behind that so i had that 
a dat tape digital mm-hmm. audio tape which is obsolete now but luckily mm-hmm. my friend loaned me his dat machine and it's still working knock on wood is that a d8 or, or d20 or it is a panasonic 3700 sv 3700 yeah yes sir solid, right that's right professional it's just like grade. the fostex d5 there you go <laughs> But I found that tape, and I, yeah, I took a picture of it and sent it to you. But yeah. he, so my buddy had, do you remember Soul Hat? Oh, yeah. No, in fact, uh, so, I mean, I like, so they're from Austin. Yeah. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Kevin? Kevin Kevin McKinney. McKinney? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw Soul Hat open up for a Blues Traveler at the State Palace in the spring of 94 in New Orleans. And opening up for Soul Hat, who was opening up for Blues Traveler, was the Dave Matthews Band. Okay. And, I mean, there were probably 75 people there to see Dave Matthews was uh, there open up for, for Soul, Soul Hat? Hat. Yeah, I mean, the, the bill was Dave yeah. Matthews, Soul Hat, Blues Traveler. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, it was, you know, it slowly built up. But they yeah. put on a great show. I mean, Oh, man, I love that band. Kevin, yeah. all those guys are killer. Well, anyway, yeah. my, my friend Bucky Tennyson, who I went to high school with, he was from Austin, or he actually from San Antonio, but in anyway, ended up doing some design merch design and going on the road and selling merch for them. Hmm. And so they were doing, they were, were soul hat on that horde show you saw? Cause he was there. Um, I think he, I think soul hat may have been, I don't think they were, they weren't, but I feel like they, because I think that was maybe like they would do local, like cause cowboy mouth okay. was on that bill and they were like the local New Orleans band that was, okay. you know, they weren't on the tour. But I feel like Soul Hat, like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they, they would have been around there, or maybe they played the night before or the night okay. after or something, you know. Well, he, but, my friend Bucky, was there in some working capacity mm-hmm. at that Horde gig. Okay. And I assume doing merch for Soul Hat, but maybe he was doing merch for someone else. I'll yeah, ask or maybe him. just merch for Horde or whatever. I mean, because I remember been. it was, you know, it was kind of a festival Even though yeah. it was indoors, they had all the different, you know, booth set up and stuff yeah. so maybe he was doing merch for them and he got um he hooked up a deck he was he was friends with panic sound guy wes hmm. and was able to get a board patch and i know one thing he told me recently was that he didn't get the encore because who whoever he was working with or working for he had to like go do his job so he had to like un- hmm. un- unplug his deck so the encore is not on there hmm yeah, and that is that an early encore. I think it was, or yeah. it was the closer, or maybe, yeah, because they were the closer that night, which is wasn't always the case, right? And cause right. Like Blues Traveler is often the closer, but yeah. uh, no, it was early. Fishwater was a clo- was the set closer, and then okay. Porch makes sense was the encore. Okay, so that's good. At least I didn't miss it early. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know on the cassette that I had, so did he tape anything else from that? Because I know the tape I had had the all good, or at least part of the all good set as filler I'll and, ask him. On, the, on the cassette. And they were early. They were like either the first or second band on the bill. Okay. Um, so I don't know if he ran the whole day or if he just ran all good and panic, or maybe it was a different guy, you know. Ran yeah, all good I'll ask him. Yeah. I'll ask him. That'd be cool because that was that was definitely you know like the center stage in uh, in '89 the the municipal auditorium in '93 for me was That's just cool. seeing all those bands you know I mean seeing the Colonel and oh yeah um, 
and the samples and uh, Big Ed Todd and oh, yeah. and and all good. I mean, it was you know nine hours of music. It was great. So, yeah. um, well, so anything else? Did you find anything else? I know you 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 did you acquire the the Jerry Joseph tapes? Did you get those? I did. Okay. So I asked Brown Cat if they would if they had the tapes, and they gave them to me. And we're, this is uh, is this not nine fifteen oh one? This is it is May third five three oh two. Yes. Yeah. So what I'm going to have to do is find someone with these like multi, an ADAT multi, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. multi track uh, DAT machines. There's it'll take three to sync them to have run them at the same time. Mm. And I just need to do that and yeah. find out, get off my butt and do it. Find find a place I can either rent the machines or figure out a way to do it. And mm-hmm. hopefully the tracks are good. If if I can just get the tracks into a digital format, then I can you know mix them right. later. Yeah. So fingers crossed. That'd if I get fine. to that point, that would be great. If if there's usable tracks and we could do a mix down of that or something yeah. or something. Nice. And for the people that don't know, that was like a Jerry Joseph and Friends at the Georgia Theater, uh, you know, when everyone knew Mike Hauser was sick mm-hmm. and he was, he played, him and Todd played like the last 45 minutes with Jerry and also Barbecue played that night, I think, and Bloodkin. It was like a who's mm-hmm. who of that scene at that time. Yeah, I mean, if you think 5302, that's like a week after the Oak Mountain shows, yeah. right? And um, right. And I guess it was... Jerry was finishing up Constant Contact, maybe, or yes. you know, I think you know actually it was I think it was, out release, of, it was about okay. to be released. Yeah, I think he had finished it like last the previous fall. Okay, uh, but a lot of those tracks and uh, oh yeah. man, it's it's sick. There's the audience source, recording of it. Yeah, so good. Yeah, the, there's an audience of it. It's, mm. It kills. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll wait to we'll wait to hear about that yeah in the future um okay so tell me about the uh the barbecue we're gonna we're gonna play a track off the louisiana truck stop album yeah um i i mean tell them maybe not i mean maybe not everybody knows about barbecue no or, i'm sure you know, they don't yeah um, it, it was todd's band todd nance the one of the coolest dudes in the history of rock and roll and one of the greatest drummers that, you know, we've said it before, those mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. That's it. That was yeah. the, that made him go. He was the engine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was Todd's kind of his side thing. You know, they, they put out a couple records through sanctuary, which was when, when was the first one that he did? Maybe. Oh, one. Okay. And then they did a second one that came out in 04, I think. It's called Rhythm Oil. Okay. And that one's not on streaming services. Hmm. But Louisiana Truck Stop, the first one is. And there's some really cool stuff on there on on both of those albums that I've listened to more as after Todd passed away. Mm-hmm. And this song that I picked was one that we played when I played with him, like in Todd and Friends and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it's called For One Thing. I, I'm surprised it never made it to the Panic rotation yeah. really because it's really cool i mean yeah. I, yeah I 
I could have totally seen that being another song for him mm-hmm. in that format. What did he write most of the songs on uh, for barbecue or would I don't I, if he sang it I know he wrote it yeah but there are some that I'm sure he collaborated collaborated with William Tonks who's mm-hmm. an Athens musician and John Neff and John yeah. Mills who are Athens dudes who he played with yeah. played with those guys a lot and those some of those guys were in Todd and Friends when I played with them in like 2014 2015 mm-hmm. 2016 um, I know they that Panic played. The, the track Louisiana Truck Stop. Halloween, you told me that. Oh three. I have no Halloween. memory of that. Were you on? Zero. You were on the crew, right? Yes. You were no there. Memory. Side stage. Zero. I want to say it was eleven two oh two. But you told me it was a train wreck. Is that correct? It was a total train wreck. Okay. And I, but I haven't listened. To, I haven't gone back to listen since. But um, yeah, yeah, it was eleven two oh two mid first set with John Neff on pedal steel. Man. Only Louisiana Truck Stop. I guess I need to listen to it. Yeah. And you know what? I, I honestly probably haven't listened to it since that night. And maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. But yeah. it was like one of those, like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen. Because they didn't ever do that. You know, I mean, there was yeah. never, a, it was very rarely a total train wreck on stage. And oh, so, man. I mean, I think it was clearly like there was a, you know, somebody couldn't hear somebody or, you know, yeah. I mean, like it, it wasn't like. They didn't forget the song. It was yeah. just somebody. But anyway, we'll I'm to sorry to laugh, out. but it's. I've seen them have a few train wrecks, and usually they can laugh it off. It yeah. maybe they get mad for a minute, but it usually. Do you at have least any? When I, when I saw it, it do you it remember would, any specifically like nights or songs that we can? <sighs> that we can go back. Oh man, I don't know. I don't want to get into that right oh, now. Honestly. Cool. I don't know. I could I could probably start really digging through my memory, but I mean, I think part hey, of like part of it is like sometimes they turn a fuck like a screw up into like a really badass yeah. moment. Oh right? man, how many? T- do you remember? Okay, here's one. Okay. And this is what I was just as, at the concert as a fan was uh, Jackson Zoo '95, and they start. They start uh, I can't remember what they was started. it. Papa's Me and the Devil. But JB sang the wrong one. Right. Yes. They but then they did it. <laughs> right. And then the went to the other one afterwards. Yeah. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. That's a good example. Right. I love I'm that. I'm sure they laughed about that afterwards. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember there was like, like how many, I remember used to be like hold my breath sometimes when they would get to the, after the bass solo in Hatfield and, and JB would, you know, supposed to come in with families on their porches. Right. And, and I would just be like, sing? Is he gonna? Does or will he know when to come in? Uh, like it's Dave yeah. just going so crazy that JB's like can't like focus on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like or he's lost his place. Or uh-huh. I've heard them say that they would they would relocate the one to suit JB when the when it called for it. If that makes any sense, like the okay. the one of the song. Yeah. Like if he got off, they would just follow him. Okay. And start where he started. Right. Yeah, and that's thank God for Todd. Is basically what. Oh man, so I tell you some. Oh my God, I know. do you? I don't know if you were there. or Remember hearing about it? But there was, it was in '03. I think it was '03, maybe '05. And tell you ride when it got rained out mm. the first day. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those? So no, they, they played two shows, and the first show I think it was '03. Let's see. First show got rained out, like. 
40 minutes in, maybe an hour in, in the first set. It was brutal. Like, rain's coming in sideways. And like Town, Town Park. That's yes. it. Yes, 813-03 and 814-03. Okay. So they go uh, Papa Johnny Road, Wrangler, Ain't No Use, and then they stop the show. Is that all, that's all it was? Three, three tracks. Songs? Yeah. No shit. Or um, two and a half, basically. So they stop during Ain't No Use. Dude, it was raining sideways into them. And, like, I'm just sitting there going... And I remember their manager was on the side of the stage and like they were looking at him that's a tough call right like who's oh, making yeah. that call you oh know? man because it's like okay do you have to give refunds like, right what, how long do they have to play to make, to fulfill their right. contract i mean yeah. i know that's peace and love bro but you got you know <laughs> there's dollars there's and lawyers sense. involved <laughs> anyway right. so they so somebody back. made the call to... yeah and i remember literally spending like the next two hours with trying all shit the out pedals yeah. And amps like holding upside them, like, down, up to, holding them up to the heaters, like you know those on stage heaters, mm. like trying to. Anyway, mm. the next day, man, okay. they played like three full sets and like four song encore. Oh wow, yeah, they did. And dude, they were so spent by the end of that. I felt mm. bad for them. You know, yeah. they're trying to make up for it, but that there was a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything negative because sure. I, I probably couldn't even have done it. Right, I couldn't even played that long. But I remember at the encore, like I was just like, God, they're trying to kill kill each other out there. Yeah. Like they don't need to do all this, but they did it. Wow, you know. Um. So they're uh, they're they're. Oh, so I can think of a few moments, and again, they're like they're special moments because you can tell like maybe somebody screwed up, but it's like it's so unique and cool yeah. when it happens. Uh, I listened to, and it had been a while. It was just over over this past Christmas. I put on the 97 New Year's run because it would have been, I guess, 20, 25 years. Okay. And um, the first night, 1229, the, uh, I think they closed with Wrangler, maybe. Okay. And like at the end of the big solo, JB comes in and starts singing like the, the Conrad clothes, like, just need a little room to fly. I think. Okay. I think that's how it went. It was either that or. I think it was the end of end of Wrangler. He comes in and like, sing like just for a moment, like starts singing Conrad, and then catches okay. himself. And uh, but if I felt right, like I was with him. You know what okay. I mean? It felt like because like Mikey's just going crazy. You know, yeah. it feels like the end of Conrad. And then okay. um. There's a couple in the spring of 97, the one show that's sort of like historic where, you know, they said that, that, uh, that Sonny took too much cough syrup. Do you know that show? <laughs> I know of it. Okay. Yes. That was, uh, was it Vale or Park City? I can't remember. But uh, there's a diner where, where Mike just doesn't ever stop playing the lick. Like right. the band, all the band is ready to start playing the next song and and mike just keeps playing yeah diner um and then the burlington show in 97 there's a 427 97 uh what is it um i didn't pull it up wondering maybe Mm -hmm. uh no stop go wondering and like the band drops into wondering after stop go and jb keeps singing stop go like the last you know, two yeah. lines or whatever. 
Again, I don't know if that's planned or if it's just yeah. like they start doing it and it feels kind of right and they just keep kind of leaning into it. But uh, Yeah, anyway, who knows. But I love that stuff. I think that's a lot of the freedom that they were so happy to play with each other and, and just have that freedom. Yeah. Well, and they always used to talk about like with, you know, uh, reeling in the big fish or like, you know, you step off the edge and does it, you know, land or not. And, uh, yeah. So sometimes they did. Yeah. Um, okay. So the track from Barb, so all the way back around to Louisiana yes. truck stop, uh, the track from barbecue, it is called, what's it called? I had it open for one thing for one thing. So let's play that. And then, um, I remember the, the name of the studio now that we oh, you did do. mixing. You said and you would. Reco- and, and we did. recorded tra- the second album, Traveler's Rest, there. It's called Dark Horse Studios okay. in Franklin, Tennessee. Fabulous facility. Nice. Um, okay. Well, this I don't think was recorded there, but no. it was recorded probably. Probably in Athens. Yeah. So. Um, Let's check this out. It's kind of a special treat if you've never heard it before. And um, we'll come back and talk some more. Uh, we'll get into to summer 2000 maybe. Talk about that um, right after this. Thank you. 
All right, that was For One Thing from Barbecue, featuring uh, Todd Nance uh, on the Louisiana Truck Stop album, which came out January 11th, 2000. You were thinking 2001? I was. I did not know it came out that early. Yeah. I need to listen to it more. The, for One Thing is the song that sticks out to me because I played it a bunch with Todd. That mm-hmm. was like one of his big ones. Not big ones, but... It was just one of his. Yeah, and you were saying you were saying before, and I never n- knew this that that the the re- when they signed the deal with Sanctuary that they all kind of got a chance to do their own thing. Yeah, I'm and, pretty, if I'm curious if that you think that was album, before that? I think it may. If this released then, I think it may have been before that. Um, okay, because I know Sanctuary put out. Don't tell the band. Don't tell the band, and I know they. They got some deal where they could get, they could have, basically get money to do side projects, give mm-hmm. them, you know, x amount of dollars. I know Dave did something with a band called Acetate that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, we played some. Uh, Ted Rockwell loves that record. We yeah. played one of those tracks one of the times he came on the show, and um, uh, JoJo did his thing. Yeah, and um, I guess JB never had any interest. In, I honestly don't know. Yeah, or Mike really either. Yeah, um, but. I mean, that's not really surprising. Those guys are just, it's just their band. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, anyway, that was, I really enjoyed that. I appreciated you throwing that out there. I mean, I'd yeah. listened to that record before, but, you know, never really like with a focus of saying, oh, here, this is a really good track. Check this out. You know? There, um, the, the second, or the, I don't know if it was the second album, but there's an album called Rhythm Oil, mm-hmm. the barbecue album, and it's not on any streaming service. Um, and it has Coach on it and mm. a couple other really cool – the whole album's really cool. I've listened yeah. to it a lot lately because we're going to play Coach, I believe, coming up and maybe another tune off of it. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it sucks. You can't – you can't you can hear those songs live on some, like, recordings from, like, live shows from, like, mm-hmm. 04 that Barbecue played. Mm-hmm. But that that's a cool album. Well, you can hear them maybe, you know, live and in person at the beginning of February if you, you go see Sam Holt band play. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny that, we, uh, you know, just talked to, to the Hanson brothers about the, the Earth Will Swallow You. They had that stream on Nugs. Uh, and, you know, it's like you, you sort of reach this point where you've like got this thing that you've made, right? And it's like, I just want to get it out. It's not even that I'm trying to make money off of it or, you know, and that's why it's hard when you have these things that exist and for whatever reason, because somebody owns the rights to something that it's not available to people to yeah. to get, right? And CDs are out of print and not like you have a CD player in your house anywhere to right. listen to it. Even right. if you could, right? So, um, we're not, you know, it feels like we're in the place where you have access to every single recorded piece of music, but we're not quite there. There's, there's stuff missing for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, if anyone wants a sandbox CD, I have a few. You could DM me at on the Instagram Okay. At, Sam, Sam, at Sam Holt Band. Just DM it and tell me if you want one and we can work something out. Okay. Um, did it have? Does it have the bonus disc? It does not. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, no, that's... Because uh, that was what? 
Smoke and Burn and Song in My Heart. Was it okay? Does that sound right? Maybe. Yeah. So good. Love that record. I do too. Um, I believe it's back on streaming. I think it might be. I know it was gone for a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, let's look. Let's look. Well, it's hard to. It's sometimes it's hard because I've got those things in my library, and sometimes it's hard to tell if it's. Oh right. You know, local or it seems like it's on the. Well, give it a shot if you yeah. want to hear it. Uh, yeah, under Apple Music. Well, anyway, um, it's yeah. Hopefully, everybody's listened to it, and I will say. Door harp was was a soundtrack to my to my children's uh, go to bed. That's so for the cool. First few years, I gave it to my sister. She had her twins in like '03, like right after it came out, and I gave it to her. And those the girls listened to it like every night for the first two years of their lives, and That's I did the cool. same thing. It, yeah, it's just great. Um, okay, let's let's talk. So I mentioned talking about the Hansons, right? And we got we got deep into um, the summer of 2000 when they were, were doing all that. And that's, you guys, y'all crossed paths, right? I mean, that's when you jumped on tour, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, that was my first tour. It was July. When, when was your first show? July? July 14th. 14th. Iowa. No, so, Kansas City. Okay. So they were... What they and what was interesting was interesting to hear them talk about like how so much of the sh- of the movie was like from this from Red Rocks it was like Red Rocks Phoenix Vegas Warfield yeah and like they shot a lot of stuff in those like two weeks yeah um, and then they did a little bit of stuff kind of like up in the Midwest Alpine and Harmony Park and then they did stuff up Northeast uh, Central Park um, I remember them being at Merriweather. Yeah, and and then the Winston Salem show, yes. um, which they said they did like multicam, like they have that whole show, not quite like to the level of the Live at Oak Mountain, but like uh-huh. good enough that they you could cut a pretty good release out of. Um, Hopefully just, someday we can. I know see that. it was like so. That interview was so full of hope and also like like a little bit of frustration of like yeah. you know what I mean. How can we make this happen? But hopefully it does. I was listening um, to uh, the great the good old Grateful Dead podcast, which mm-hmm. is super awesome. Mm-hmm. If you're into the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. Waylon's out. Yeah, they go through the whole Sunshine Day Dream thing. It took like thirty years. Yeah. You know, or maybe more, maybe like no, 35. yeah, I want, or I want to no, because yeah, it didn't come out till like so that was seventy two, right? And yeah. it didn't come out till after we moved to this house, which was like oh six or seven. I mean, I think so it came like out thirty five like, years. Yeah, um, but, they, but it was a, it was great when it came. <laughs> it they really deep, they deep dive on that yeah. podcast and okay. they go way into like all the details and it's tough everybody's like got band, a little piece the band like after they screened it they're like didn't like it they thought mm-hmm. their instruments were out of tune which they probably maybe were a little yeah. but jesus at this point thank god we can see it hopefully right. some of the panic stuff will be yeah. like that yeah hopefully there'll be uh, still be an audience for it you know and, and right and, and yeah we're all getting point, pretty there, old there will be but we're just getting older right. um so do you remember like because I, you know, like I said, I don't think at least from seven, you know, like seven fourteen until 
you know, 7.30, I don't think they were doing a whole lot of stuff. You might have seen them here or there, but, like, do you remember them being around when you got when you got on tour? I can't remember specifically where yeah. um, the set, my second show was Alpine. Okay. And that was, that well, was they, a whirlwind. Yeah, and they talked, and that was really interesting to hear them talk about, that, you know, because I was like, and I'd forgotten about that that show until they mentioned it. And I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, I remember it was like Phil and Dylan and panic. Yeah. And I was like, there was all this hope that maybe something cool would happen. And, uh, and I asked them, I was like, you know, did you all think about being able to shoot some of that? And he's like, I called Phil's people and was like, you know, here's what we're doing. Do you think we could, you know, do something? And they're like, if we see a camera close to Phil Lesh, we will, take it out of your hand and smash it on the ground. It's like, okay, cool. Well, so no would be one way to say that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically all they did was like parking lot stuff. And then I think even that was like a total fail, but, um, yeah. What was that? What was that show? Like, I mean, man, it was, it was throw and go. Literally panic was first Yeah. between Phil's, all Phil's and friends gear and Dylan's Mm. gear. We had so, this is my second show. We had so little room on that stage yeah. to work with. I remember our production manager, Chris Raybold, going to their production manager, Robbie Taylor, who was the dad's production manager. I don't know how heated it got, but they did move back a little mm. bit for us because there's no way. Mike's riser was literally like, on like the front of the almost stage. <laughs> on the edge of the stage. I'm not kidding. And they, they opened with Surprise Valley, and that was a different tuning. And I remember Mike like calling me over right before they went on stage, and it's like, which guitar are you handing me for Surprise Valley? And I told him, he goes, okay, which guitar are you handing me after that? When are we doing the change? Like he was, he was like a, Did it feel, it felt like, like a, a bigger... basketball coach or something. Right. Like, okay, <laughs> we're going to run this play and then I need you to set the pick here. Dude, that guy was so into what he was doing. I yeah. mean, it shows in his playing and his de- the details. Yeah. But that guy, dude, he made that shit go so was that so a, many levels. Was that a result of it, it being your second night, or was that a result of it being the Alpine Valley with all the I think second night and the big show, and like right. he didn't want he didn't want it to mess up, right? But he, dude, he he was details. I need yeah. this and this. You're going to do this then, and then this. Did y'all then, do that every night? But I mean, no. obviously, once you got you got you once knew I got it, it right. no. But yeah, but he was he's and he would he would always come out and check out the stage. Uh, like when they got there, you know, in the mm-hmm. afternoon, he would always come out to the stage and look around. And a lot of times I would see him like walking around the venue and sitting mm-hmm. in the seats and just taking it in, probably mm-hmm. just seeing, you know, getting a feel for the place. Yeah. He very much finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. Very much. Always, from my perspective, involved in the set list writing. Yeah. As well. Right. Yeah. That's that's not surprising to me. Yeah. Um, you know that quote JB says it's still your band. Let's go play. There's there's a lot of truth in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so the Alpine Valley, and then um, and then to the anything else stick out to you from the rest of that summer tour? Well, let me back yeah. up to Alpine. Please. Phil literally sat right behind me. Literally, like during panic set, four yeah, for like two songs, like four four feet behind me, okay. with headphones on. Like they, our monitor guy got him his own mix, so he okay. could hear what was going on. Yeah, uh, and that was really cool because I yeah. love the dead, you know, I love the dead, right? And I, you know, I was just like, holy shit, there's Phil. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, not only are you on stage working for Panic for the second time yeah. ever, Phil Lesh is sitting next to you, man. And I saw the dead there in '89. Mm-hmm. Alpine. 
those are three great shows. Man, that's the best dead. I ever saw. Yeah. My favorite, I should yeah. say. Um, I mean, there's a reason that that, that DVD is called Downhill From Here, right? I've heard that. <laughs> that was it. But, um, so, uh, so okay. So stuff yeah. What else from, from summer, from summer 2006, were you with them at the, at the radio station in, yes. uh, that, that may be my favorite segment from that movie. I mean, yeah. He calls, <laughs> calls JB Mike or whatever. It yeah. Is. He goes, yeah. I'm JB, but yeah. you know, and, and yeah. you just, you see Mike, like he's looking out the window playing chords. Just like, like is, when is this going to be over? Yeah, Can we just totally, <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, and it felt that. Did it feel that way in the yes. room? You're yes. just. <laughs> I could tell he was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> it wasn't always like that, right? I mean, the radio, like, they, what do they dread oh, doing no. that? I mean, but that no. guy specifically it was just. I not think good. it was. I, maybe I'm overplaying the frustration, but no, it, it was. You know that you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> you can look at his face. Right. He's just looking out the window, going. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, that makes me happy because I didn't want it to, you know, like you saw it on screen. You're like, how much of that is really how it was? But yeah. The fact that it actually was. Some of those, some of those radio things were not convenient. I mean, that's what you mm. do when you're in a band. You go mm-hmm. do promo, even mm-hmm. if it sucks. But right. You know, try to get some. Yeah, a little. I mean, that's what you're doing. A little, like like you're doing right now, basically, is what you're saying. Right. Uh-huh. Lowering Same myself thing. to this. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Stupid. Right. Right. Um, yes. Okay, so that uh, Central Park was that cool? That was cool. That yeah. was the first time I ever had met Jerry Joseph. Okay, and his uh, what was that the, like for you? Um, it was kind of intense. He's a unique guy. Yeah, and his he had. Uh, do you know Steve Lopez? Panic. I mean, I know Andrew. who he is. I've never yeah. never met him before. So he was with Jerry at that point. That's how. Okay. He, that's how he he met the panic folks through being Jerry's guy at okay. that point. And, uh, he, he walked up to me and was like, handing me Jerry's guitar. And it was like Wayne, who was the previous guitar tech, mm-hmm. handed me Jerry's guitar. And he goes, uh, Wayne always strung Jerry's guitars and just like handed it to me. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. I'll string it. And then he was like, okay, when Jerry, like he went through this whole routine of like, when he, <laughs> When Jerry's approaching, I want you to have the guitar out like this. You're going to hand it to Jerry. And when that moment came, Steve just took it out of my hands and handed it to Jerry himself. <laughs> Probably what I'll, he should have done. I need to remind him about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember remember that day pretty well. It was it was a cool. Mm-hmm. It was a very very early morning because the way we had to load into Central Park, you had to offload outside the park. Mm. And then drive the gear in in smaller trucks. So it was mm. like, I feel like a 7 a.m. load in or something like that. I, mm. Something. Yeah. Um, and then down down the East Coast through that Winston-Salem show. And then... And then Merriweather. Finished... Uh, oh, I yeah. And I, I have wonder if they have footage of this. Because I remember them coming over. I was working on JV's guitar. Pretty, like had all the part had a lot of parts off of it and strings and cleaning mm. it and going through and trying to reset some stuff and i remember them coming over and talking to me for a minute and i have no idea if they still have that or not mm. you would see a guy that's like borderline deer in the headlights <laughs> they probably cut it because they're like this isn't this doesn't look good because wayne had just left yeah. like wayne left wayne was right. gone like halfway through the or whatever it was yeah a third of the way into the tour right 
Um, when was when was the story you told about like when you finally got Mike's guitar in tune? Like, was that yeah. in that tour? So after we had like a week or almost, maybe like four or five days between after Winston Salem before and right, before, before Oak, Oak Mountain. Mountain. Okay, and I took all three of his guitars to my buddy who was Tim McGraw's guitar tech. Mm-hmm. Awesome dude. And he, we went through everything and long story short, I got it. I finally got it. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to Oak mountain after the shows, he was like, man, my, my rig hadn't sounded that good in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it really was pretty good from there on out. But it was yeah. up until that, he, he stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And and he was gonna let me figure it out, but there's definitely nights where I was like, I could tell he's like not digging it or needed wanted to change guitars or, mm-hmm. you know, I remember after Winston Salem, he was like, my rig just didn't sound very good this night, the tonight, and I was like, God, fuck. Mm-hmm. Anyway, were there night? Were there nights when? And not, I mean, not that it's like it was your fault or anything, but like where maybe a certain guitar wasn't really working for him like even even after you had to figure it out right like in yeah a, a one or something where he's just like whether maybe i mean could it have even been like the you know the temperature in the room or the you know the humidity more, or things like that it was more to do with the room and the acoustics of the room and mm-hmm. the way the amp reacted and the speakers mm-hmm. as opposed to the guitar okay. or the electricity so there's nothing you can really do i mean Sometimes you can turn some knobs, but you can't yeah. give them a different guitar. Like that's right. not going to fix the problem. And sometimes it would be really the amp would be really noisy because mm-hmm. the electricity was either like not clean or mm-hmm. like the voltage was a little off. Mm-hmm. And I had certain tricks I would do as far as like lifting the ground or trying to plug into a different circuit or separating mm-hmm. the circuits or stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the guitars were pretty; they would behave pretty well once I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then into the fall of 2000, which I mean, it's like, it's one of your favorite, favorite tours, right? It's my I mean, favorite. Yeah, for sure. Even, even over spring 96, or summer 96. Well, I didn't do those whole tours. So <laughs> maybe if I'd done those whole tours, I would have yeah. a different opinion. Right. There. From, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and, uh. Yeah, so I mean, it was a it was a great great time of the band for sure, and so awesome that you know um, that those Look, guys were there to document it, right? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, that thing. Those, I hope if you haven't seen the tribute to Todd that's on YouTube, it's called "Still Right Here," and there's some folks playing some of his tunes and stuff, mm-hmm. and there's also two songs from that red rock show that the Hanson brothers captured the, the last two songs of the first set where it's a love tractor into Henry Parsons and my friend, Chris Raybold, who was production manager and ended up being front of house engineer mixer for panic. He helped produce that with them for this tribute. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he suggested, I could be wrong and someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but Chris, I think suggested those two songs. And I remember Chris telling me, like I told them, look, you're, you're going to want to take the camera off Todd at some point. If it's in the jam, leave it on Todd, like stay on that shot 
that's what you want to see and like man watch that and mm. it is so awesome you can see him driving the the bus so yeah. to speak and getting them from one song to the other and just god when it's time to go man they yeah. go and uh he also did the audio mix for that spe- for those specific tracks on that on that release on that the, the youtube thing stream. called still right here and man I, I think he knocked it out of the park from from the multi-track or yeah okay. he had the multi-track tapes he got because panic has that all that the mm-hmm. audio on multi-track so he rec- i think he did it in his house wow. just on headphones and his you know laid out on his audio and nailed it. whatever his setup but man and like when it gets to the love tractor and the jb part you know mm. like where he's going crazy mm-hmm. listen to that you, hear you don't have to say it. turn jb up you do not chris chris nails it and he's nice. like it's he's it's inherent with him at this point like i wish he could mix a whole live uh like a vault release that'd or, be nice or the Red Rock show. Or that whole show. That right? would be good. Yeah. yeah, he's got a good jumping off point. Um, what is Chris doing now? Is he... He is... On the road uh, with folks? Yeah, or? Bruno Mars. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think they just did a big residency in Vegas. He's okay. been out with Bruno... He's been Bruno Mars's guy for several years now. Hmm. Does all his television appearances as well. Does the mixes. You know, like when hmm. they do a television show, he has final say on the mix going to broadcast and wow. does all his live stuff nice he's the, he's the man Chris yeah. is great very talented guy um he was with panic for from when to when 2000 to 2011 i'm not sure when he jumped off but he got me my gig yeah. we were we were friends and living together at mtsu in murfreesboro and then he got i'm sure we've gone over this but mm-hmm. he got the call to be production manager because he had worked for them before in a very limited capacity. but And I remember when he got the gig, I was like, oh, damn, dude. Well, if they ever need anyone, let me know. Mm-hmm. And I did not think anything right. of it. And then two months later, he called me and was like, hey, can you be on a plane tomorrow? Right. And I mean, when you said that, you're like, you're thinking like slinging t-shirts or like anything going to get Trey's, My- Trey Allen's coffee or whatever. I would have done it. Yeah. Totally. How about my? How about Mike's guitar tech? Would you like to do and that? JB's? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was challenging. Um, yeah, we made it. All right. Well, um, you picked out some stuff for us to listen to at the end of the show. Um, I want to get into that, but let's remind everybody about your shows coming up. Um, the first one is in... February first. Okay. It's a Wednesday, February 1st yeah. at the Blue Canoe in Tupelo, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, Thursday, February 2nd. I'm just checking out my cats as they're going crazy over here. Um, to, uh, Thursday, February 2nd, Nashville, 3rd and Lindsley. Mm-hmm. Friday, February 3rd, the Barrel House Ballroom, new venue in Chattanooga. And Saturday, the 4th, February 4th, um, Av- Avondale Brewing in Birmingham. Um, SamHoltBand.com. You can check out Sam Holt Band at Sam Holt Band Instagram, Sam Holt Music Facebook, and you can find links to any of that stuff pretty quick. Um, I think we'll have some Holt Team shirts oh, this nice. run. We'll see. Okay. Um, I saw you guys have been more active on Facebook recently. 
uh, yeah, was that... our, our keyboard player was like, I okay. was like, please do something because I just don't help me out. Facebook, right? And he jumped on it. Okay. Um, any 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 guests? Maybe I know you guys like to have folks around. You know, our, still our bass to... player was talked to us about having a fiddle player sit in in Birmingham. Oh wow! And uh, so we'll see. That'd be cool. That's all I know about at the moment. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm sure nobody that wouldn't upset anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I talked to jojo recently and we might do some more of those shows this summer we'll see some more shows together he's been playing like a decent amount solo stuff yeah which is great yeah he's got a cool thing going on yeah it's really he's rearranged a bunch of the panic stuff yeah that that format i dig it um no that's great to hear so okay let's talk about what we're gonna play um first you got a couple todd tracks one the first one is uh from fall 2000 uh, in Asheville, right? 1122. That's, that's the you'll be fine, right? Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, that was one of your favorite nights. Uh, <laughs> in your, no, we won't get into it. But yeah. Great show, though. <laughs> it was a great show. It was. Um, and then uh, the next year, the next night, but the next year, 112101 mm-hmm. in Chattanooga, Todd's hometown. Um, Clinic Cynic. Clinic Cynic. And right. I asked you to play. We played these before on yeah. one of the shows, right? But um, I did the people wrong because I you, played the I played the audience tapes. Yeah, you mm-hmm. slapped them in the face. No, I'm sure the audiences are cool to listen to, but the boards. Yeah. And I'd like to point out: listen yeah. to the clinic cynic in the choruses, and Todd is doing the thing on the on the bell of the ride while mm-hmm. he's singing. It is so badass mm-hmm. and cool. Mm-hmm. Just. Just know that's that that happened. Okay, um, and then and then you got a chunk from uh, Eugene, Oregon. Yes, eleven eight, eleven eight, two thousand, fall two thousand, and we played a couple tunes off of it. Was it my last time on here? I think so. So this is this is the the end of the first set, and it's. It's just, they're just killing it. They're on fire this night. And it's one of my favorite nights of that tour. Maybe my favorite. Um, Impossible Radio Child will close the first set. And they're just, they're just wearing it out, man. It's, it's one of those nights where I felt like they knew how good they were playing and they were flexing. <laughs> how, how does that happen in Eugene? In, I mean, it was probably not even, I mean, what was, uh, like, you know, what are the day of the week it was? It was probably, I'm sure see. it was a week, some random weekday, right? You know what I mean? It was, let's see, November 8th was, uh, oh gosh, come on, can't Google do this for me. It's a Wednesday, it was a Wednesday night in see, Eugene. There you Oregon. go, under the radar, no pressure. I mean, it probably wasn't sold out, right? I think it was actually okay. I mean, it they were, they were, small and thing. they were like, they were, that was probably their, you know, had a close to their peak right close to the um, zenith i would say yeah um so but but what is it that made the spark fly that night i Man, mean it's if we could tell you bottle that, it up <laughs> if we can't figure that out then we would just <laughs> live that be, every day we wouldn't be sitting here talking man intangibles lightning in a bottle i don't know man it's Mm -hmm. like one of the and and i felt it too playing music you know it's just you never know it's like Mm -hmm. 
all of a sudden the feeling comes and it's like, wow, okay, this is really easy right now. Mm. I'm not really having to think about anything. It's like, uh, it's like being in the zone, right? Like they talk yeah. about, you know, golfer or basketball yeah. player. It's like the basket looks this big. Yeah. Just no matter what you do, it's just the exact right thing to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, their communication was so good at that point, just playing together for so long and mm-hmm. everything just lined up and listen to it. That's all I can say. Listen yeah. to it. Okay. Um, all right, and man. We'll- I have the second set somewhere, and so maybe we can listen to that in the future. Play yep. that on here. It's pretty good, too. All right. Well, hopefully we have some more shows to talk about. Later yeah. Sure. To yeah. do that. So, um, well, Sam, so much appreciate you coming on. And Man, uh, thank you for having me, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's a reason it's for fun. us, for me to do a show, because sometimes it's, you know, it's it's hard to, to shake off the dust and and get yourself motivated, but yeah. I can count on you to do that for me sometimes. Well, as long so. as there's something in it for me. <laughs> um, well, um, tell the fam, I said, Hey, I hope you I guys sure will. Uh, have a good, you know, rest of your, your week. And, and maybe I'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll see. I hope so, if man. We can pull that text. off. Yeah, for sure. I need. we just need to find a kids aren't quite old enough to leave by themselves yet. Although I will say today was a was a, a monumental day in that the oldest the oldest boy walked home from school today by himself. Nice. So I mean that was a big thing, like to just not have to worry about that. If you had to up. go to the store for like twenty minutes, would you leave him at home or if, or the oldest one at home? If it was just him? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Okay. Both of them probably not. Right. Man, well, maybe. I mean, I think I've done a. Hand, I've done like to the gas station. You know, like five to ten minutes. Okay. Probably not beyond that. All right. Well, man. Anything else while we're here? What else? I think. I think we've done all the damage we can do. You need to start keep digging in the, digging in the, buckets of tapes back oh, there. Oh man, it's bringing me so much joy to find stuff like the tape. You know, that your first show and. Mm-hmm. I think it's a couple made it to Pan Extreme recently, which was uh, a soundboard of ten twenty ninety five uh, mm. Dallas, and a soundboard of the first set, a couple songs from the second set of ten thirteen ninety four Winston Salem, which there was no tape of that. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found found that on cassette. Put it. Nice it sounds pretty good. It's yeah. on Pan Extreme now. Um. So yeah, keep working on that. Figure out what to do with that five three zero two show, and um, yes. yeah, we'll keep plugging yeah. away. All right, man. Take care. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much, Sam Holt. Peace.
was worth believing But I wouldn't put it down Nothing I saw was worth believing No sabers hanging round And wasn't she with all that know-how Just get what for Read the words but the story Just doesn't get told
Sector 9, we will be right back. 